Hello and welcome to The Inner Gamer, episode 199. We are the video game source for you, the casual gamer. My name is Brett Yanoski. And I'm Austin Morales. And this week on The Inner Gamer Podcast, me and Brett play Red Dead Redemption Online. We also recap our event at Cowtown Brewery and the awesome time we had with Zarvat. And in the gaming news, the FTC is getting involved with video games. Dun, dun, dun. The government's coming, guys. Get out of here. Run, go, shoot. <laughs> what the hell just happened? I don't even know. <laughs> There's more stuff about the FTC. And then Fallout 76 definitely just can't get out of the news, man. It's just one thing after another snowball. We're going to cover all of that. And in the news discussion today, we're going to talk about the gaming awards, our predictions, some of the things that we know that's coming and uh going to be so good. All the excitement that's happening. So this is the Action Pack Thriller Podcast for you, our listeners. Stay tuned and cue that freaking music. Welcome to the It is December 4th, 2018. Welcome to the Inner Gamer Podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to support us on Patreon. For as little as $12 a year, you can make this podcast better, and we will give you some goodies along the way. By the way, speaking of which, we are now literally one episode away from 200. And you might be guessing, what are we going to do for this crazy milestone? I have no freaking idea. Actually, no, I'm just kidding. We have a few surprises up our sleeves. It's going like, to be awesome. Why are you looking at me, Brad? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I mean, I was, about to, I was about to just be like, hey, Austin, like, throw something random out there that's going to like blow people's minds. And just you be get like, to paint yeah. Brett's toenails for only $199. Uh, no, 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 no. Let's cut that out. Let's, that, that's, that's terrible. It's terrible. No, we are not painting my toenails. <laughs> that is not going to happen. Instead, we're going to be doing a giveaway. We don't know what that giveaway is quite yet. Actually, we do, but we're not going to tell you because you have to tune in the next podcast to find out what it is. Ooh, tease, 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 tease. tease. And uh, in addition to that, we just got we got a lot of cool stuff. So what I want to do, everybody that's listening right now, if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to go to our website, click on that contact button, theinnergamer.net, click contact, and send us a question. It could be anything in the history of the world. It could be about your favorite, like just. Ask us something. Whatever you've been dying to ask Senior Gamer for 199 episodes, you're about to reach 200. Send it to us. We will read it on the podcast. We'll give you a shout out. If you got something that you want to like plug and just like promote, like throw that in there too. We'll give you a shout out with that. We have hundreds of thousands of listeners out there, um, asterisk, but uh, we'll definitely promote it and just let people know about it. But ultimately, give us some questions. If you have something you want us to discuss, whatever, throw it on there. Send us a message. We want to hear about it. We'll talk about it on the podcast free of charge. And with that, Austin, let's talk about our game of the week. Game of the week. Uh, game of this the came week. by surprise. A it big did. surprise to everybody. Oh, it's actually man. not a game. It's an extension to an existing game. And this game is called... The best extension ever. Red Dead Online. Woo! Beta. Not the break it early test application that Fallout 76 <laughs> brought out. Instead, it is an actual beta that break is polished early. and works. Break it early, break it late. Just break it whenever. It's yeah, already broken. Exactly. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. So uh, we've been playing Red Dead Online, and it's uh, we haven't played. I haven't played a lot of it. I know Austin, I think, has played more than I have. But um, oh yeah, what shocked me at first when we jumped into this is that there is actually a story campaign to the multiplayer that it's a lighter story, but it's still a story. There's still cutscenes. There's still 
story missions to take part on. And that was fascinating. I did not expect that at all. Nice little surprise. Yeah. When when because you know we played Red Dead Two online, right? And it was just like run around the world. And Wait, Red Dead it. Online. Red Dead Online. Sorry, the original Red Dead. The Red Dead. Yeah, that one. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> that one. No, you just run around and you know you you hang out with your friends and you join some matchmaking stuff and. Technically, matchmaking was like only the only cool thing to do. I mean, if you wanted to, you and your friends could run around and kill other people in the world. But I would just jump onto the matchmaking and right. you know, join a game here or there. And, you know, that was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And now they have freaking story like to like push you along, and it's cool how people can actually join you into those missions, and you can look for people, and it's not even it doesn't take that long to find people. Yeah. And then having to go like at first, I didn't realize that they're alive until I realized they're alive because we failed the mission. There's like. The one mission I played had two lives. I wasn't keeping track of the other ones I played, but it was cool to see that, like, holy shit, we kind of have to actually work together or this is not going to work out. Yeah, there's definitely... I felt like... Because that first mission they jump you into, it's a mission where you have to go steal some horses and then take them to some uh, stables in town. And uh, in that mission, you're paired with three other random players, and you can't, at that point, join up with your friends yet. It's just like, hey, matchmake with random players and go about this thing. So... We uh, go out there and everybody is kind of working together to get to the place. And then once they get to the horses and they grab the horses, everybody just takes off running on their own way. And then so people fall off the horse and get shot by like the outlaws are coming after you. And then everybody was just not working together. So like I died and failed that mission because my teammates also died ahead of time and failed uh, that mission. And you had no idea. And so I tried to stop and help them. But they were surrounded by so many like bad guys. that I was like, this is this is overwhelming. And I can't figure out how to shoot very well on the horse yet. Um, I'm struggling with that. Brett. Yeah. Like I walk and then I go to aim down and shoot and I shoot at the guy and then my horse like runs into something and then like I fall off the horse and then it just goes to hell from there. But you fail. But you fail. But, uh, after you do that first initial stuff, like they open up to like all the activities and things you can do in this world. And, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty cool for like, this is just the entry level stuff. Like this isn't, they haven't even put all the content in here yet. This is just like getting it started and they have story missions. They have uh, free roam missions that are just like other side mission things you can do. They have the showdowns where you can go in there and do like a multiplayer, you know, like combat, you know, can't like, like multiplayer game mode with like eight V eight or I don't remember what the count is. Did you ever get to plenty of those? No, I never played it. Okay. We tried me, me and Daryl, uh, our friend Daryl through from the podcast, we tried to, um, matchmaking of those and it wouldn't let us matchmake. It always kept, said spectate. Yeah, it kept saying spectate. So we had some bugs, but it wasn't like game-breaking bugs like yeah. other games that yeah. are out there. But um, and we also tried to posse up with one another because like you can form posses. You can either join existing posses that are nearby you if they let you and they're open, or you can join a posse with your friends that you can just join them at any time. Um, we those, had troubles with that as well. But yeah, I wonder like, if it was because I was like good and he was bad, and maybe they don't pair the two together. That was one of our theories. But I think it was, but we were paired before, so that wouldn't be the case. But it just, at the I one point, know. just stopped letting us pair. Yeah. So we would find each other in the world and then instead just kill each other just because <laughs> it was funny. Well, that was the most interesting experience I had. It was like first Daryl would come in. I'm like, oh, it's Daryl. And then he wrote me and I was like, that motherfucker just <laughs> wrote me. He tried you. So like I got out and then uh, I hogtied him. Oh no, he hogtied you. So I hogtied him and then. He tried to hogtie me and eventually I accidentally killed him and he had to respawn in. I was like, 
this isn't going very well, but this is hilarious. I know we kept trying to kill each other and with ropes and everything. It was amazing. There was one mission I was doing. I wasn't even doing a mission. I was just walk, like riding my horse through this like area. And I haven't been this part of the map yet. So it's kind of cool to see a different piece. Of, like they start you in a different area than you start in a single player campaign. So you get experience a different region than you had before. And I'm sitting out there and I'm going up on this like hill, this cliff side. And I'm looking down this little valley and there's like a little inlet uh, where there's a little a village down there. And I see three or four people that are running around. They're sh- shooting at people. There's gunfire, all that stuff. And then I decide um, I'm just going to shoot one of them that's running out from wherever they are. And I thought there wasn't any like r- like notification on there that it was a human player. It was just it was a bad guy. And there was red. And then so I shot at the guy three times and killed him and knocked him off his horse. And then it initiated a, uh, a mission because apparently I just infiltrated their mission and stopped them from doing what they were doing. So now I had the objective of stealing the mailbags that they were trying to capture and steal and return to this post office. So now Evil. I could go in there Evil. and kill them and then retrieve the mailbag and then try and return them all for an, a reward. And I had like a timeline to it. And uh, so I went down there, tried to grab a mailbag, but apparently only one mailbag can be held at a time, like from like my side. So like, for example, if I like the other, if there was an enemy that had a mailbag in his possession that was from that posse, I couldn't pick up another person's that I killed mailbag. I had to kill them all off. They were carrying and possessing something. And then I could then pick up a mailbag. So um, I went to go do that and got one taken down and then picked up the mailbag myself and was on my way to go deliver it to this place. And all of a sudden, Daryl joins my world and he decides to go steal another mailbag and also beats me to it. So like he delivered one successfully and I was so freaking far from the post office that I couldn't get it delivered in time and then I failed the mission. But I was like, that's really cool. Just like the fact that I just saw these people out here. I thought they were bad guys, which technically they became bad guys. And uh, wiped their team and then entered in this mission that I wasn't expecting to enter into. That's really cool. Yeah. But that's the mission that I ended up doing as well. Oh, yeah? Which I actually delivered all the... I delivered them. Well, you suck. And it... it well, so no, you did I it got yourself. It from, I got it from the post office and yeah. I actually delivered them to everyone that needed to be delivered. Yeah, yeah. But now I'm curious because I haven't tried any of the other ones. Like... Are there only a set number of missions that you can do that allow people to, you know, infiltrate? Yeah, yeah. And it's like I hope it's not all. I assume it's not all. Just I hope deliver, it is. Awesome. Delivering. Oh yeah, not delivering. But delivering messages. Like yeah. what the hell? Like, but like you know, imagine if one was like a a raid of fort. You know, you had to go you and your posse at a so. raid of fort. Yeah, and then you as another posse like see that this posse is attacking them in that mission, so you can come in there and take out like fight off the fort too so you have like three fronts that are attacking each other mm. and then you can go and kill them and finish off their mission for like in place of them i would get really pissed off about that but that would be a thing That's very that elaborate. is one thing i didn't like about the uh when we were in town you and i were in town and like everybody's just like instantly killing each other and there wasn't any like hey let's be friends or let's trade or let's do this thing it was just like all right you're in a town you're another player i'm gonna kill you and it was so, just constant battles. I uh, I spawned in one time when uh, we got separated from the party. So like when I spawned in, uh, it was a different server. And yeah. then two people spawned in behind me, and they were both shirtless. And they started just hitting each other. <laughs> and I was there, and you just sent me an invite. And I was like, yes, yes, invite, accept, accept, accept. <laughs> so I got out of that server before like 
violence ensued. And it seems like that's just like what naturally happens. But then I spawned in another server this morning and I saw someone spawn behind me and they didn't shoot at me. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. So I shot They're at them. They almost died. And then what I didn't, because I was in a swap plan, right? Yeah. So they were on their horse and they were like in the swamp and I couldn't see them for a while. So I tried to go around the bank to see if I could see them. So they came up past me and knocked me over and I turned around to shoot at them. And what I didn't realize was they had brought a gator up and it fucking killed me. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. Yeah. Yeah. That happened. So that happened to me actually. So what happened actually when I, when Daryl ended up getting the bag, cause you know, I mentioned that only one person can have the bag at once. Right. So I'm sitting down there, I'm chasing this guy down. I'm chasing him far. Cause he's like running all the way to this post office place. Like, I don't know where the hell he's going. I think he was going to like St. Dennis or something like that. So I'm chasing after this guy on a horseback and I'm almost about to catch up to him. I do catch up with him. I shoot him. And then I'm talking to Daryl saying like, Hey, where are you? Like, come find me. And then I shoot, 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 kill the guy, knock him down, and I hear this roar. And it, like, I didn't put two and two together. So I go and pick up the mailbag, jump on my horse, and all of a sudden from behind me, a freaking massive grizzly bear comes and jumps on me and attacks me and kills me because <laughs> I didn't have time to get my gun out. I was like, where the hell did this guy come from? That was funny. And he heard us like shooting and just like came and just destroyed me, like mauled That's me funny. severely. What's well, cool to like, see that these it. like normal natural elements can come. Yeah. Random and, encounters. Yeah. And situa- yeah. Situations well, like you're that. not expecting it. And it's like always got to be in your toes, but I don't know how often that'll happen. I mean, that was one instance that happened for me. Yeah. Like I've experienced that again yet. And I think that was a fluke of mine for years. It was probably like more of a, they, yeah, it hurt you and came at you. But for me, it was like the guy actually drew the thing at me and I was like, Oh, that's funny. I'm dead. That's <laughs> funny. But yeah. I mean, it's pretty fun, man. For beta, it's uh, it far outweighs Fallout seventy six. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to know how long they're gonna keep it in beta before they actually release it. Release it, but there's a lot of. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of stuff to do. It's just a bunch of missions where you're trying to get money, and then I've already seen articles of people trying to like. Here's the best way to get a whole bunch of money out of a thing, and um, there's one where you can like sit there and just like do something over and over again. It just like racks up like pennies on a dollar every second. It's like a glitch. That I guess you like grab this thing hanging down or like you have to harvest this thing that's inside this room. And as you do it, it collects more and more money Hmm. or experience points. It's a leveling hack. So it's like giving you experience points, but it doesn't ever go away. So you can just keep pressing it over and over again. And it just like racks up that XP boost for you. It's like that's fucked up. So there's a lot of little things like that. So I wonder if they're going to, I mean, I I hope not, but I was wondering if they're going to like eventually like reset the servers or something. They haven't said anything about that. But like if they have all these hacks now that can get you net you a lot more money and net you a lot more experience points, like mm-hmm. you have people that can game the system before right. like it's officially there. Right. So interesting. I don't know I how that's gonna they work. Would. I mean I'm surprised that Bethesda let everything carry over, but I think that was a telltale of like what it should have been a telltale for a lot of people. I didn't pick up on it that, you know, the beta was gonna be the actual launch with a few you yeah. know, fixes. But yeah. Well, um, 56 gigabytes of fixes that are non-existent fixes. It's like, <laughs> they're fixes of some kind. Yeah. Maybe they fix the the color of that blade of grass that exactly. makes it run you know, worse. It was, it, they just fixed the, you know, the terrain pop-in. That was it. Yeah, even that's but, broken, though. Yeah, no. It's but, terrible. But for terrible. Red Dead, my goodness, it looks amazing. Just as good as a single-player game, yeah. and it just fucking works, you know? Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good-looking game. Um... The uh, character creation stuff. I fucked up with my characters. I didn't realize how many pages of content there were. And 
ended up making a character that was not exactly what I wanted. So I'm hoping later on you can like change your appearance at some point. I would think for online you would be able to do that. Right. But maybe not. I might be stuck with her, but I'm like not going to go back and change it right now because, you know, I get what the game gives me and I go with that. But (laughs) I like the... I'm excited to see what the camp does with your you and your posse once you can yeah. get a permanent posse and like build that clan basically and see how that functions because so I heard that you can also move that camp but eventually it like costs more money as time goes on to move it but you have right. the ability to do that in the game and what kind of rewards go with that and the you can raise a white flag so people can't attack your camp but then you can lower it and I don't know what why you would want to ever be attacked by somebody but there's got to be some kind of like gameplay advantage to having that open for you mm. so um yeah there's a lot a lot, a lot of we don't know here. yet but if you're on the fence and you're looking to play some online red dead now is probably a good time the, the, yeah yeah i mean red dead's amazing as it as it is so like if you haven't got it yet you should get it just to play the, the single player campaign but it's L- pretty fun too literally the best valued game i think we've seen in many years like $60 and you get a full-fledged 60-plus-hour story or 50-plus-hour story, whatever it is. And then you get Reddit Online, which is a whole other ecosystem, which you know they're going to like add new content that you have to pay for and stuff like that right, eventually. Right. But like for 60 bucks as it is right now, as it stands, there's like an incredibly large amount. I mean, it it really should be more. I mean, granted, I paid more for it, but right, right. to get some like online bonuses and so whatnot. So I heard there's been issues with what the microtransactions are going to be. Because someone was doing the math and they said it'd take about eight to ten hours to get a gold bar, and the gold bar is the currency you can actually pay for. You can get it online. I mean, you can get it in the game apparently, but it takes a shit ton of time just to get one of them. So, like certain things are going to cost a gold bar in order to you know get to get it. And uh, if you're not going to put in the time with eight, eight hours a bar, that's a shit ton of time. To try to get one bar and some things cost, you know, a good heap of money. So they're hey, really trying to push gold's it. Gold's hard to get, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. you, you just put real cash, you know, put real yeah. cash to get the money. Um, I don't know too much about it. I really haven't seen much in the game yet, like yeah. in the beta. I don't know if that's a focus point right now. I saw a few it's, things it's in there. They were like, some are one gold bar, some are like three gold bars, yeah. but I haven't looked too closely. But stuff is still kind of pricey. Uh, yeah. like money comes in slowly, but like there was some like like things from my oh man, I did a terrible thing one day. I was uh I was looking through the different main options from my horse, like change the 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 head the main on the head of the horse, and I'm flipping through it, flipping through it, and I was like, oh, I want to see what this one looks like, and I accidentally pressed too many times and bought a main that I didn't want because I was trying to change, I was going to change colors of it, oh, and then I bought the standard man. black one. I was like, damn it. I spent eight dollars on that, so like half my money was gone. Wow, I was so pissed. Yeah, there needs to be an undo function in there, right? Like, yeah, all right, refund undo this, refund. But uh, yeah, so far it's it's pretty awesome. I'm I'm excited. I mean, the fact that the visuals are so amazing, and the fact that the um the uh there's there's already this much story content in there. I think it's gonna be, I think there's gonna be a lot of capabilities of like a lot of longevity to be had here. Um. And I'm I'm kind of hoping that they kind of twist things up a little bit, you know, and introduce some weirder mechanics for later on. Like, there's a lot of funny moments, like dialogue options that are like dialogue that these characters have in the game that are really hilarious. And I wonder if they're gonna like let go a little bit with Reddit Online 
and you know, like they did with Red Dead Redemption Two, and had that zombie like DLC that came out. That'd be but, really like awesome. do things like that where they single player is a very grounded, serious experience, but then multiplayer like starts grounded, but then eventually kind of breaks up to be a little bit zany, a little zanier than it was before. So we'll see if they do go that route or not. Yeah. But pretty solid right now, and it's just a freaking beta. Yeah, like, I just a beta. I mean, obviously there's gonna be bugs and glitches and weird things going on but i mean for the most part it's like it's fun yeah no yeah so if y'all don't have red dead go and buy it pick it up it's definitely a high contender for game of the year and uh real quick we want to recap our event from last week i want to thank everybody who came out to our cowtown brewing company inaugural event in fort worth it was a lot of fun we had a good turnout of people that showed up um cowtown was super gracious to let us use their space we found out there was a Dallas Cowboys game the night we showed up there and we didn't plan that out ahead of time. So it was it was kind of funny because you could come there and watch the Dallas Cowboys play and they actually won. So go Cowboys. And then uh, you could also play video games. So you had both options available to you. And um, I want to do a quick shout out to uh, um, to uh, D Rich and M Cube Cosplay for coming out to join us as well. So that was really cool to see them come out and join the event we've seen that in a lot of uh, comic cons and things like that so it was nice to kind of hang out and chat with them outside of a con setting and uh, interact with everybody and then a lot of our normal regulars that come out all the time um great to see all of them there and uh just playing some good games trying some uh some bro force sarvat special shout out to snow hydra games for letting us you know use their game and present the multiplayer co-op which is crazy awesome and fun and wild and just zany in every way. And uh, if y'all haven't seen this yet, if you go on our Facebook page, uh, Samuel Ng, who is the uh, creator of the game, actually made a little video for us, which I thought was really awesome. So thank you, Sam, for that. And uh, we look forward to having you on the podcast at some point. So um, come 2019, we might be talking to him about the development of Zarvat and all that good stuff. So yeah, and then stay tuned for future events because we have a few that are in the works right now man and, should we just say what's going to happen in february uh not yet okay not yet oh i want tease tease i know tease tease unless you're a patreon subscriber if you go and subscribe right now for one dollars three dollars or five dollars you will know what we are talking about so make sure you go and hit that patreon subscribe button donate button at theintergamer.net click donate that's Put right. in your money, Ooh. and then you can find out Ooh. what we are going to be doing in February, which is huge, <laughs> huge. Yeah, and it's our like huge. yeah, it's going to be big. Wait, what was that? Huge, huge, huge. Anyway, that anyway. wraps up the games. Yep. If you like what you hear, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app and share it with a friend. We're going to be right back with our video game news. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Inner Gamer. It is time for a video game news. In this segment, we share the best headlines from the week in the gaming industry. First up, of course, we have the FTC had a little gathering, a hearing the other day. A little gathering. A little Brett. gathering. And uh, in it, they said again that they are going to start investigating loot boxes because they might be considered gambling and they want to protect people's children and make sure that they aren't spending too much money on something in which they get random chance rewards for things. So so this is the first time we heard about the FTC no. thinking about doing this. Right. Was it earlier this year or was it last year when the one of the Hawaii people were like, government people were like, we need to, we need to look into this shit. 
it's been a few months. Um, it's been a few months. It was this year. Yeah, it was uh, February. Okay. Well, earlier this year, I don't know about how you felt, but I was like, by God, let's not have the government come into this sector of you know business and fuck around with shit because that's not what needs to happen. I, I feel like this is an industry where we can vote with our dollar. Like this is the only, like one of the only ones that really, it really counts. Right. I mean, yeah, if you look at it, like we did vote with our dollar by saying, screw you EA for putting loot boxes in it. And now they've come out and even put out a tweet with battlefield five. And was like, this game will not have loot boxes. Right. It will not have random chance rewards. It will have all the content at the beginning. We don't want to break up squads. Like they completely reversed every money making scheme that they had from the previous game after the public outcry. Right. So it's like, yeah, I think it'll kind of solve itself with, I I have been against it, but at this point, given all the fucking controversy has been like literally just rolling down all the shit's just been rolling downhill. Yeah. Maybe it's time. Yeah. I think so. Maybe it's time. Yeah. I think we need some governments to come in here and be like, look guys, can't do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh. It'll be interesting because in the, this article that we're reading on Kotaku about this, they were they made some mention that um, they want to look at like ESRB putting um, a notation on the back of boxes and like online and stuff like that that says like you know you're required to say if there's in-game purchases that there's in-game purchases in the game. I feel like that should be already a thing. Like if you have an in-game purchase, yes, like it should be listed and noticed in some kind. Right. But they also say that like the they don't denote the difference between like well is it loot box or is it like dlc content which for me is a very fair in-game purchase and an optional one and so are loot boxes to a point but if like you want to get new content and more stuff like sometimes it's worthwhile to spend the money on the loot box to like get a little bit more stuff but either way it's still like you don't have to do it um, with any of these things so that's kind of the argument that they're making about why it hasn't gone much further is that you know, they say it's gambling, but gambling isn't something that you require. I mean, when you go and gamble, like you willingly put your money into the slot machine, you pull that lever and then you may win, you may not, or you may lose. In this case, you're always getting something. So like with that's like one of the arguments that somebody was making against it is that, or, you know, that this is not actually gambling because no matter what, every time you pull that lever, you know, Figuratively speaking, you're getting something. Um, You're not losing anything. I mean, obviously, you're losing actual money. Right. But, like, what is the value of that thing that you're getting? Well... And that ranges widely, you know, so... I think uh, the psychological is what matters here because there's someone, uh, some some guy in the UK who, pro-BA, because, you know, they got new guidelines over there on the internet and stuff uh, in, in, in Europe that allows them to... So he was able to access all of his payment records from EA over the past, I don't know how many months, years. Yeah. Um, and you realize he spent like over a thousand dollars or more on loot boxes from EA from FIFA over his lifetime. And he was like, holy shit, I spent so much money on this game. And that was a whole article. I don't have it with me. I don't know all the, the exact facts, but I was blown away about how much money this guy spent and it is a psychological aspect of, I mean, I call it, it is kind of gambling because you're gambling to see if you can get like really badass stuff or not, right? Right. And then over time, it's just like, well, you know, we got a bunch of mediocre things. And yeah, you get something in return, but I don't know. I think they're really preying on people who have this addiction, and I think that needs to be addressed. 
and it hasn't been. And it's like, yes, we vote with our dollar on the, on these issues on this thing. Like, you know, obviously Battlefront too. Everyone voted with the dollar, but there's some people who just can't, who can't stay away from something like that. And it is an issue for them for sure that they need to deal with. But at the same time you have kids like this stuff actually does affect people. Yeah. I mean, if game after game has this kind of system implemented, I mean, what are we teaching them? Right. If they have daddy or mommy's wallet, there goes a shit ton of money. And that's happened plenty of times on different mobile games in the past where like people have been like, I did not authorize this $3,000 credit card bill. And I'm like, where did this come from? And they look up where it came from. And it's like Epic games. Holy shit. Kid. Exactly. What did you just buy? Right. Kids don't have that, that, was, that filter, was, you know, yeah. to know they're not old enough, you know, and maybe they do know, maybe they are old enough to know, but they're just like, fuck it. You know, this is, I'm going to get this thing and it's not going to cost me anything. It's just my parents. Right. It would be kind of cool if they put something in there <coughs> where like you're required to, if you have microtransactions in the game, like when you're in that store to tell you like your year to date purchases and then like maybe put some kind of like parental control, like filter on there. You yes. know, like what I mentioned previously yes. where like, you know, if you're on the Xbox or whatever and you're using all steam online games, like you're, your parent has to approve that purchase before it gets made. Right. Like similar thing with that. But at least when you're in there as a, no matter what age gamer you are, if you can like see there up in the upper right corner, how much you've spent to date, like you might second guess that decision when you make that purchase. And it's a little bit more ethical. to like, you know, as a, as a developer, you can say, well, look, we gave you every option to not make this purchase, but you still bought it anyway. So like, tough like that's your fault right but in this case yeah if you get carried away and you like buy a little bit here you buy a little bit there like you never really know how much you're spending right and you know even another thing i think that would help fix it too is uh like if you buy a trading card but like back in the day when everybody was buying like baseball cards and like or pokemon card packs and stuff like that you're always guaranteed like a a thing like they always said like there's gonna be a guaranteed like holographic (laughs) and now they just show you what it is like you're getting this badass card (laughs) yeah like you'll you'll know what's in there and um so like something like that where like if you're buying a loot box or getting something like in that sense like you know at least you're guaranteed this particular item uh, mm-hmm. or this type of item that would make your value more worth it. Yeah. And then know that you're not going to get duplicates of that item if you don't need duplicates, you know, that kind of thing right, too. Cause right. sometimes you like open up like five packs and you get like five of the exact same stupid thing you already have. That gets really frustrating. Um, there's a way to solve this issue. And I mean, if I think we're at a point, we're at a low point, we're at a high point on the fidelity of games, but at a low point on like what the practices that they're going for right now. And it's like, if it takes the government to come in here and do this, which I am not a huge advocate of government coming in and messing with business, but at this point, man, I mean, I'm pretty beat down by a little bit of regulation. will probably have them back down a little bit. Right. Right. I mean, even, even the thought of regulation might have them be like, all right, hold on. Let's just not, let's not let this happen. You know, I think that'd be wise for all of them. You know, I think we've gotten to a point where, um, delusions of grandeur have really set in for everybody across the board. We see that with Bethesda and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Well, so I want to bring up another story that I was going to mention later, but I think is actually pretty relevant right now. So, um, in this discussion that we're having, but, uh, so valve released their game artifact last week Mm -hmm. and there's, there's a little bit of, there's been controversy about their 
business model that they're approaching with this particular game. And for those that aren't aware of what Artifact is, it's Valve's new, uh, it's their first game that they brought out in forever. And they partnered with the uh, the guy that's responsible for Magic the Gathering. And uh, in it, they have a, a, a unique purchasing system in that you pay $20 to buy the game and then you get uh, 10 packs. There's 310 cards in the game total, but of those 10 packs, you open those packs up and they give you like a set of cards, and that's your cards that you start with. And then from that point forward, you have to, there's no loot boxes, there's no like microtransaction-y things in that you get random chance, but instead you literally are going out on the marketplace and buying the card. And they built an economy um, around selling these cards that you know that exist there, and so like it's on the steam marketplace and steam is taking a little cut of every sale of whatever cards it's happening, <laughs> which I kind of expected would end up happening. Wow. But so that part I'm not I mean, so yeah. certain about, but what's interesting about it is like, say you get 10 packs and you're like, okay, this card I don't want, or I got duplicates of this card. Suddenly like those people can then take the cards they don't want and then stick it out on the market and then sell it. And then the economy based on like supply and demand like, you know, if there's only five of this one car that's really, really good, it's going to jack that price up economically of what people are willing to pay for it and it'll change the pricing. So I think people can like set the price. I'm not exactly sure, but basically every card has a Usually, various range where like yeah. smaller ones are like selling for like seven cents. So like that's nothing. You can like go in there and buy, like they say you could buy like a, like certain decks of a certain type of card for like 20 bucks or $30 based on the price point at that moment. But if they become more rare over time, like maybe for whatever reason, the, the, um, you know, a bunch of people start buying this particular card because they find a way to like game the system with that card. So maybe everybody wants to buy it now. That's going to jack that price up just naturally because it's now worth more and it's less of them available. Okay. This is all right. This seems like a bad idea because I mean, think of all, okay. Just think of Overwatch and how many times you had to nerf or buff certain people. Like you imagine buying a card, just just for example, buying a card for twenty dollars because it's rare or whatever, it's worth more at this point, and then they nerf that card. Yeah, like that card's value goes down, but you already spent that money. Like this just seems like a bad idea. I don't get the whole marketplace thing, like especially with you know CS:GO. Like you can buy these rare skins. Yeah, and people literally sell money, like buy this stuff and sell these things, like. You know, great that you can sell it and actually make a little bit of money, but at the same time, it's like, are we really doing this right now? Like, really? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I see, I see what you're saying. I think it's, I like the idea that you, like, I mean, it gets rid of the loot box. Like, it's a solution I mean, who, for the loot box problem. And who is this targeted to? It's targeted to everybody, because once you get right, that card but pack, who's the only way you can get game, cards like, for real? is to buy them. I mean, it's getting pretty popular. A lot of people are playing exactly. it. Exactly. It's getting pretty popular. I mean, yeah. Yes, you have a, you're going to have a wide age range, yeah. surely, but, I mean, you have kids who are going to be on there, too. Like, this yeah. just is not a good idea. Like, there should be an age restriction. If you're going to have things like this, it should be 18 or older. You but, know, but, but but it's but why like what do you what why are you why do you think there should be an acquisition on this because it's well because you're just you buying have, cards to add your collection. But well, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Are. Well, I, I know there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. then you have the kid who has you know mommy's wallet and then yeah. just fucking he's gonna buy all the cards. Like I want this, I want this, and I want this deck. You know, it's gonna cost yeah. me this amount of money. You know, there's no limit to what they're. You know, as a kid, I don't think you have you don't have the sense of limit. You're like oh, I just want this, and it's yeah. so easy to the internet makes things so accessible but you don't have that control this makes it more so the reason why i I like this system actually i think it's a good system because 
it makes it to where it's more like a traditional trading card game. Right. If you want to buy new cards to add to your deck, you pay for that card deck. And then you know what you're going to get in that card deck. Or you, at least in most cases, you actually don't. But you know you have a guaranteed something that's in there. In this case, like when you go out and buy the card on the marketplace, like you know exactly what you're buying and what you're buying it for. Right. And if you don't want that card, then you don't have to buy that card. But, I mean, in a way, it's like they say it's a pay-to-win system. But if you think about it, like if the pri- the cost of these cards are s- as little as they are. Now, it could get out of control eventually because if they do something where they, like I don't think they're going to like nerf anything per se. Like I don't think they're going to like nerf the cost, like nerf a character to where you just spent $20. Because like one of the characters right now is literally a $20 card or a $25 card. It's more than the cost of the game. It's called Axe and it's like a really powerful character. I don't think, I feel like that would be where it gets bad is when they go in there and reduce the quality of that card, like the reduce what that card can do. Mm. Like that one, I don't think would happen. But I think in this case, because it is a card collecting game, instead of them doing that, the solution would be, let's just make another card that's a better card than that one. And then suddenly people would not buy that card and then it would naturally just like, like the economy would change it to reduce the cost of that card. And then now you have a new card that's worth more. So I don't think they'd ever nerf a card per se. They just make new cards to replace it. Right. But I mean, think about games in general, like things change over time. Yeah. You know, the balance of things shift to make things more evenly, you know, overwatch is a great example. Like things change all the time because, you know, someone's overpowered or underpowered and like everyone's trying, they're trying to balance, find that balance. And right. I doubt they spent like, you know, the time it takes to figure that out. I mean, like overwatch has taken years to balance certain things out, you know, right. For better or worse, for sure. But you know, same thing here. Like it's going to take time to balance these things out. Yeah. You know, I have I don't really keep up with Hearthstone, like how they deal with that on that front. But I would say, think it was the same thing. Cause it's just games in general. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> Well, the balance is just more so, and I mean, it's, I mean, you have a, you have a, a card that's super powerful. That's going you're going to make a card that's like super, like yeah. mega powerful. Like that just doesn't. I don't see how that all works out in the end. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Maybe that's how I do it. I don't know. I don't yeah. keep up with these trading card online card yeah. things. Well, so one of the other things that they're doing to this that I think is more reason why I think it's an interesting idea is that for me, like as far as card games go, I think this is a a better idea than just. Hearthstone, which is buy a card pack and get random chance of stuff. Like they have the loot box system in Hearthstone. So it's, but it's a free game too. Right. So right. like that's how they cover that. But like you could sit there and spend, you know, go through 10 card packs before you get the card that you want. And this, like you go to a marketplace, you find the card you want, you click buy. If you don't want to buy it, you don't have to buy it. But you have the option to do that. And there's a lot of like rare cards that are really good cards that you can still buy for cheap. But here's the, the interesting thing about this there's a point where you're going to be done with this game. You're not going to want to play anymore, right? So what they've done with this game, because they are owners of the Steam Marketplace, is then you can then cash in your game and basically get your money back from what you paid for those cards to buy another Steam game. So you're all, you're buying the cards, but eventually, if you're ever done with it, you just cash in. All that stuff goes back out on the Marketplace, and then you suddenly get your money back to then go and just buy a game. So it's like you're just loaning your dollars to the system. You sold me. You sold me on it. That's that's pretty good. But I don't know. What I don't know, though, is when you sell it back, is it for the value at that point in time or is it the value that you bought it for? It's probably that value. Because, again, like, you know, if it's, it is that $20 card and it does, like you said, drop in price eventually, like because they bring out something new, then, like, you did technically lose a little bit of money. But at least you're getting something back for the cards that you 
spent right. money and purchased that you right. can then put towards other stuff. That's interesting. We'll have to so, cover this more because I'm curious about this yeah. whole system now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in a, general, I don't like these, you know. I mean, the whole idea in general is just, it's still weird, but like this yeah. is an interesting like take on that system right. to where, um, you know, you know clearly what you're going to buy before you buy it. You know what you're going to get for your money. Yeah. So it's not like a loot box where you're, you know, throwing it away to just try and find something. And this, like, you can strategically right, purchase right. and make the right purchases for right. the things you want. Um, and they said that there's a lot of cards that you can purchase that will give you, like, a very powerful deck for a very low amount of money, like $10, $15 added on to that. You're still spending less than a $60 game, and you suddenly have a deck that's really strong. But right. then, of course, later on, they're going to bring out new card packs, so like you know twist the game a little bit but right 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 i don't know so we'll see how time kind of carries that but yeah it's gonna be on my radar now i'll tell you that yeah yeah so with that that brings us to our next uh mini discussion that we have about fallout 76 so fallout 76 has been having some trouble bethesda's been having <laughs> that, some trouble that is an understatement yeah it that is, is an understatement it is a hideous hideous entity of what it used to be yes yeah, so oh, we've, man. you know, we've had all, like, first the game came out, and it was buggy as hell, and we we still enjoy it. I mean, I think, I don't know if you still enjoy it, but I still like it. I've gone off the train to do Battlefield, and, and yeah, yeah. I did, and yeah. Pokemon. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of interesting stuff in there, but it, it is hard to be a fan of this game because of all the broken components to it. Uh, yes, yes. And to top it off. I still um, recommended it for a lot of people. I was like, it's yeah. still fun. Like, if you like... If you like Fallout and Fallout, I think you'll like this game. You'll probably like it okay. But, but it after doesn't everything have that's happened, yeah. I don't know if I can recommend this game to anybody. Yeah. So one of those things that's Whew. happened is uh, there is this, this thing right here, if you're watching the video format, the Power Armor Edition that was announced early on, where if you purchase the Fallout 4 Power Armor Edition for $199, you get not only the game, the Tricentennial Edition of the game, you're going to get this Power Armor helmet. You would get a, uh, a couple little toy figurine thingies. You get a map, like and then a- you get... Toy soldier. Yeah, little, little toy soldiers, toy figurines. Um, and uh, then you also get a canvas bag that would hold this guy. Yes. So, um, yes. We, and I didn't look too closely at that because I mainly bought it for this thing. Right. Yeah. But the same whenever, with me. Yeah. The same with a lot of people on YouTube. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, okay. So the, the box came in, it was in the box. I unboxed it. I took it out. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I pull out this like bag thing and I was like, what is this? This is like a junky piece of shit. Like, quickly, like, what is this? I quickly threw mine I, aside. And then I, I like, opened whatever. it up too and I was like, I don't even know how you, like, what you put into this. Like, right. couldn't like, so envision the, the shape of how it worked. Right. right. So I just threw it aside and like, didn't think anything of it and then suddenly the controversy comes out and that people are referencing back to the original promo imagery of this game uh this edition being announced and it actually literally mentioned it would come with a canvas bag yes and this game came with a nylon bag which is much cheaper material um, very flimsy, <laughs> wrinkles easily. Um, not yeah, at all. He what said you it was an over glorified trash bag. <laughs> over glorified trash bag. Yes. I was like, that is perfect for this piece of shit. <laughs> so much so that I put it in the trash. Um, because nice. I was like, there's no use for this. Like literally no practical use for it. No. Um, so a lot of people complain and they submitted to Bethesda customer support and were like, Hey, like what the heck? I was supposed to get a canvas bag. I got a nylon bag yep. and then it's, kind of blew up more in social media. So the first, days. the guy who actually did this, he's yeah. kind of got blown off by Bethesda. 
Yeah, yeah. Originally, I don't know exact like the exact thing that was said to him, but I was like, "Holy shit!" Like you just said to someone who spent two hundred dollars. Well, yeah. So on what they product? what they told him was like, "Hey, we're sorry that you're upset with the uh, quality of this, but um, we had to change last minute because of the uh, cost of developing this this bag. So we had to switch to nylon material instead. Right. So that is the reason for the switch. So he was like, "Wait a minute. So I paid you two hundred dollars." to get a canvas bag and instead you give me a nylon bag because of, I think it was like material shortages or something yeah, of that nature. Was, I'm like, there's was, no way that was the effect of what they said. Yeah. There was enough material to make your bag. And so at the last minute before anyone could even know, cause I didn't know, uh, yeah, you're gonna, you're, you're just going to get this shitty bag. Sorry guys. Yeah. It's going to cost. It just, just can't happen. So to add to that frustration. So like, I mean, for me, like, again, the main reason I bought it was for this thing. And fortunately, like I bought it through Walmart and I got a refund on it somehow. That was like a glitch. And maybe it was because of this. I don't know what really happened. You but got I a refund, up, you got, you got a price reduction. Well, price reduction, but I got $80 back in my okay. account. So yeah, I got yeah. an $80 refund. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Or $80 back. So I ended up only paying a 120 for the whole thing. So that was better, but still like the bag was a piece of crap and I was, that's just, that's not the right thing to do. And then it later came out earlier this week. Some people comment on whenever they invited everybody to West Virginia for their uh, press events for, uh, it was, you could come and play three hours of fallout 76. Um, all the influencers and journalists that came to that event were given a canvas backpack that was branded with Fallout 76 to take with them. Oh. So here, the influencers and people that they want to talk about their game got a pretty good-looking, high-quality canvas bag, but people that paid Bethesda $200 got a $2 bag that you could probably buy online, probably a dollar. Um, yeah. Austin's upset. He's like, just, I just, just done. It's done. And to make matters worse... They're like, we'll reconcile this. Just wait for five extra dollars on top of your two hundred dollars you spent. You can get five hundred atoms. Yeah, in the atom store or the eShop on Fallout seventy six. That's not even worth enough to actually get the canvas bag inside of the fucking game. Yeah, like literally, they gave you five hundred atoms worth five dollars, but that's not even worth five dollars because you're getting in game currency that they valued at five dollars because they set the economy. So really, you, you they didn't they give you anything. They just give you atoms. They just yeah. give you the atoms. Oh, we're sorry. Here's some free things. Yeah. No, give us money. We'll give you something. Like literally, more. they could have easily said, like these people just gave them two hundred bucks and they gave you a shitty bag. They could have easily given you like um, two thousand atoms worth twenty dollars, and like that no. would be okay. No, like no money, no yeah. money needs to be exchanged here. You just give us some free shit for fucking up. And apparently well, that's what I'm saying. Like you could give them like, you know, 2000 atoms and oh, yeah. it's worth a little bit more. Oh, okay. I got like, you. so you yeah, could yeah. buy actual shit in the game. Right. You know, or like just give them like free items in the game. Right. Or, um, you know, you could give, send them the actual bag. Like that would be great. It's like, yes, send me the bag, send the backpack that, that you gave all the other people. Cause apparently they have some just lying around. It just, it it blows my mind how fast Bethesda went from like one of the top people, you know, on the mountain to absolute horseshit on the bottom. Yeah. I know I'm cussing a lot this podcast because yeah. like I'm pretty upset. I was like, 
how how did this snowball turn into a giant just fucking mountain yeah slide like oh my an avalanche has happened here and it is bad yeah even my dog is upset about yeah it. your dog's like super upset over there it's hilarious yeah, so it's it's it was pretty bullshit that that all happened. I mean, I'm frustrated, but I'm hoping that. I mean, you're not Bethesda fanboy, so. not Bethesda fanboy, so I'm not. But I am pissed off that I paid that money for that thing, and then they decided to like. Yeah, the the fact that they announced yeah. like if we didn't know and we just got the nylon bag, like fine. But the fact that they promoted that this would be the bag that they gave us, and right. then they come out and said, "Oh, by the way, no, we decided." <laughs> then they gave different responses each time, and then they made up excuses that, "Oh, this was a contract." that was working for us and doesn't represent Bethesda's like statements or whatever. So like, really that's- how bad can your company be to be like, Oh, you're going to represent us. So, you know, say what you want or whatever, you know, well, like, I mean, how does that say happen? that? It's just like this person like gave a response that they were probably like somebody probably came to their supervisor and said, Hey, somebody's pissed off because they got this wrong bag. What do I, I tell understand them? That. And then the supervisor was like, Oh, just they was brushing it off. Just like, Oh, just go tell them this thing. So they probably didn't actually put, there probably wasn't any kind of like overhead PR that came out until this thing blew up to say like, okay, here's our statement. We're going to say to everybody, they probably didn't think about it. So this guy was responding to whatever his like next, level person told him to do but again exactly. this now reflects so the, on the whole entire company the foresight of them talking to people is not there yeah like how bad can it be for that to happen yeah that's bad and they still haven't come out and apologize i mean they did apologize that sorry you got this bad bag but the way they apologize was just like oh hey we're sorry here's five dollars in-game currency Fuck. like say like give us legit reasoning why this fail this failure happen and explain it to the people so that you don't lose the faith of your customers because now nobody is ever going to look at a collector's edition again and buy it from them because this was such a disaster yeah i mean like like yeah. why would anybody want to like nobody's going to trust and trust bethesda to give no. them a high quality no. product anymore no, so. you can spend your whole lifetime making great things, but it takes that one mistake to fuck everything up. And this yeah. is that this is this is bad. And on top of that, the FTC may get involved because the the because it was false advertisement. Yeah. And they didn't tell anybody and no one could get a refund before the the thing shipped, so it's like you can't just do that to people. And to think yeah. that that have the audacity to just be like we're just going to switch this and it's going to be okay. Like no, everyone like for them to be on such a high horse to think that this is okay, and and maybe they didn't think it was well, okay. No, I don't but think I don't think it was even any of that. I think it was just complete disregard for the nature of the situation. I think for them, they were just like last minute. They were putting the production stuff together. They realized this is going to cost way more than we anticipated to make. That's so let's fine. just downscale it. That's fine. And then put it out. Nobody's going to worry about it. And then it blew up in their face. Exactly. Well, so. still like to them to think that no one would worry about that. Whatever their mindset was to not tell customers in general yeah. is pretty bad. Yeah. And it's like, we've never seen this Bethesda. Like, what is this monster ha- has become of Bethesda? Like, this is bad. And there's more. Yeah. Brett, yeah. What's the final nail in the coffin that should be? So they also have... So there's a uh, law firm currently that's getting involved in potentially... They're taking all the cases in to potentially file a class action lawsuit against Bethesda <sighs> due to their uh, refund policy that they have. So those that might... 
know this having bought it digitally um you can't especially for pc player you cannot buy this game anywhere but through bethesda.net's store and if you bought it on steam they have a really good refund policy where if you've played it for i think it's like less than two or three hours or whatever you can re- return it for like no questions asked yeah that's less, less that's two, two no hours max and you can yeah and you can return it um they have in the fine print of uh bethesda's refund policy that if you buy an unop if you open up the digital or the physical case or if you buy it digitally no questions whatsoever you can't get a refund at all. Like just by clicking that purchase button, there is no refund available for this game at all, period. So they said, be very careful about purchasing something from the Bethesda store. Um, that's literally in the terms that they state it that way. And uh, I mean, what the yeah. hell? So now this uh, law firm uh, from Washington, D.C. is investigating it because people are upset that they obviously got a full game full of technical problems that makes it almost unplayable. I don't necessarily think it's unplayable, but it's definitely a shoddy experience and they should be, that option should be available for them to refund this particular game because it was such a disaster. Even if their terms don't allow this, they should just be like no man's guy and be like, all right, we should probably, uh, we should probably offer some refunds right about now. (laughs) You know what I mean? Well, no man's guy. I mean, it's just, but no man's guy, they didn't do anything about it. It's just that, they had it on platforms where the refund policy was flexible enough to allow you to turn, return it. So that was good. No, wait, they did do something, didn't they? Yeah. It's like Amazon was allowing returns. Like, yeah, all, like this, all the retailers were allowing people to return yes, because it blew yes, up so much because of PlayStation yeah. was like, fuck, we, this is not good. Yeah. So some of their, they had some good PR during that event and the same thing as they happened here. And again, like, it just seems like Bethesda's on this high horse. Like we can do no wrong no matter what we do. And it's like, come on, like seriously, like you guys have done some bad stuff. Like vault 76 has blown up in their face. unlike any other. And I don't even think it's that bad of a game, but I mean, I do agree with all the flaws that it has and, and it's not a traditional Bethesda game. And yes, they're, they're trying to milk us to some degree, but man, like is this, uh, this is, I don't, yeah. I don't know. This is enough for me to be like, I don't want to play Bethesda games anymore. Yeah. Like, how do we go? How do we come back from this? This is like a bad relationship. Yeah. You know, abusive relationship. And we didn't even see it coming. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. There was people out there that saw it coming, but they weren't like loud as loud as the Bethesda fans who were like, this is awesome. People were like, this is coming. This is coming. The, the, the. You know, the mod store. There was a lot of doubt ahead of time of like, okay, you are going to have no NPCs. Like, that's a bunch of bullshit. You're going to have microtransactions. That's a bunch of bullshit. Well, it wasn't the the NPC thing. Yeah, it wasn't even the NPC thing that really bothered me. It was like, okay, there's no NPCs. That kind of sucks. But, you know, the, the, yeah. I mean, yeah, this is, this is, this is one of the, if not the biggest video game controversies I've seen. And it, it, it could have just been one minor thing. That we forget about in the news, but it's just like past it just kept week. snowballing over and over God. with more and more stuff coming up. So Bethesda really is in a rough position right now where they need to come out. They need to come out and say something like a legit, like long tailed response of like, hey, we realize we messed up a lot, royally messed up. Um, we're going to make this right. We're going to make a better game. Bear with us. Like, that, we'll, we'll give you something in return. The, but the, like, the this is going to get better. One of the community people on Reddit have come out and said something like that. 
Yeah. But that's not widespread. You know what I mean? It's not to everybody. That's just on right. a community Reddit. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's true. They need to come out and personally email the entire, every single person that bought that game, put out a right. blog post, send it to all the press. Like this needs to be something that it becomes widespread press for it to be worth anything. Right. And people were saying like, if they could get ahead of this game, like they could just be like, look, we're sorry. We're off of refunds. And just like, just cut their losses and, and we'll offer the refunds and then they have enough money and cash reserves, probably hopefully at some kind where they could do that, fix this game, make it better and then drop it again. Like, cause no man's sky was a garbage game when it came out. Right. But then they offer the refund thing. They did what they did. And then later on, updates came out and was like this is actually not a bad game and then people went out and bought it again yeah there's actually a significant increase like a decent amount of people playing after they released that last patch or earlier like a few months ago or whatever and it was just like it's actually worth jumping into again you know yeah and it's bethesda so like there's no they would have those people coming back you know if they had that game the way it should be anyway you guys can look into this more it's all over youtube right now like this is just disgusting yep Sorry, right. Austin. Sorry, you're. I'm done. Your Fallout life. I was thinking about smashing this thing because I was so angry. Like, well, don't it, smash it this. Is mine. No, you can't fine. smash that one. Fine, but I you really can smash like yours. <sighs> Make a video of it. It went yeah. from like one thing to the next, and it's just a bunch of little things that added up to this giant thing. It just, yeah, it was pretty maddening. I mean, Brett yeah. heard me. I was on the phone just yelling in the background. It was yeah, good. totally. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, like I've, I'm like, again, I've never been a, I've never thought Bethesda games are that great. I don't know why people think they're that great, but I've never played a Bethesda game. That's been like, Holy shit, this is amazing. Right. I thought Skyrim was decent. I thought fallout two, three and four was decent. I thought, um, any Bethesda game studios, proper game. Obviously I love like Wolfenstein and stuff like that. You know, I like the arcane games and all, all the stuff that's under their properties, but like Bethesda proper games, I've never had a, I've never thought they were good, but somehow there's like this amazing, amazing, like enjoyment around them. And I think it's because of the exploration of the world and the, just the worlds that they build in general is what people are latching onto. Yep. Um, yep. but I don't know. I've, I've seen the flaws many times and I'm surprised that it's taken this long for people to realize like they've been okay with the flaws up until right. now. Well, see, Bethesda has this charm to them and this like experience you can only get from them. And yes, I think a lot of people were like fallout four. were giving a pass, even though there are lots of flaws here Yeah, and the next game needs to be something much more complete than we've yeah. seen in the past. It's like, there's only so long we'll go. You're now a giant in the industry. Be a giant. Yeah. Don't be an indie indie team. You know? Yeah, I think they're I'm not riding on that's a the bad term to say. success, but they really haven't had a lot of games, just, you know, if you right. look at their pl- right. their portfolio. Exactly. So and I think Skyrim just gave them this big head like fuck. Look at yeah. look, look what we can yeah. do. Yeah, they're still they I it's mean really the fact shitty, that they rode on that for so long too. Yes. Like yeah, that's even I up to twenty eighteen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Always releasing new new versions of that game. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Because really, like Skyrim, if you look at like the history, like Skyrim really is the only like mainstream popular game they've ever had. I mean, Morrowind and stuff like that were popular too, but never, never reached the the level that you know Skyrim did, and Fallout Three and right. Four didn't either. Right. You know, like they're really well respected by Bethesda people, but like fanboys and stuff like that. But like when it comes to like, I mean, you don't see other than Skyrim, you don't see things getting the high regards that like the Witcher three did or like, like right. red Dead redemption with God or anything right, like that. Right. Like they're just we're like hoping the next game, games. It, you know, and, and fall 
76 didn't have to be this like great, amazing masterpiece type thing, you know? All it had to do was appeal to the fans. But they should have released didn't this even game do that. early access. Exactly. They should have done this oh, thing early man. access and let their strong, powerful community provide feedback to the game as they developed it for yeah. like six months. Yep. And like just spent six months working with the community directly to like make it better instead of saying, hey, this game's released by Fallout. That's not finished. So anyway, that's going to wrap it up for that discussion right there. Um, we're going to take a quick break, come back with our discussion on the Game Awards predictions. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Inner Gamer. Today's discussion, everybody, is going to be on something that's coming to our homes either via Twitch or YouTube or anywhere you can find streaming technology on December 6th, which is this Thursday, Jeff Keeley is back with his game awards of 2018. This is one of the most exciting times of the year in which all the games that have graced our presence throughout the year, get recognized, not just from the fans, but from a panelist of people that are game influencers in the world of gaming and they judge don't, don't always reflect best in show and all the things they don't reflect always. They don't always reflect our opinions. Yes. But the people that come through here that vote on it are like, you know, all the big top journalists and stuff like that. And it's always interesting what comes from the game awards, but we're going to talk about today, not only the game awards nominees, and then what we think might be our picks, but also talk about some predictions for what they might announce because they are announcing at least 10 game reveals from my understanding that will be there. And it's really awesome. awesome. Yeah. Especially because there's no PSX this year. There's got to be something that's going to come out. And then this is also the day before Super Smash comes out. So Reggie also hinted at the fact that, well, I guess we got to give Jeff Keighley some props of some kind. So it sounds like Nintendo's got a big launch that's coming out. A rear reveal of some kind. Metroid? Metroid? Dude, I'm thinking Metroid Prime 4 gameplay. That's what I'm thinking. Dude, they do gameplay. I will be blown. Lose our minds. Yeah. Well, let's run through the game awards real quick. I'm not going to, uh, we're not going to spend too much time on this. We're just going to kind of cover the highlights and give our thoughts. So start up game of the year. The nominees are Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Celeste, God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, Monster Hunter World, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, there's been a lot of good games this year, man. There's been a lot of good games. Um, I'm not really sure what they're going to pick with this. I'm not, let's actually not do our predictions of what they're going to pick. Let's just do like what we think is it. So like of this list, like what do you think? What, do you, what would you select out of this list for your uh, game of the year? I think everyone who's, anyone who's listened to this podcast since God of War has come out knows it's going to be God of War for me. Yeah. Hands down. Yeah. Made me fucking cry. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 if a game can make me cry, it's going to be a game of the year. Nice. Nice. Mine's Red Dead Redemption 2. I think that's what I get just because like the whole package, the whole thing all together, bundled up in a nice little bow. It's pretty badass. It's just my opinion. I don't know how Assassin's Creed Odyssey can even be on this list. People love that game, man. It's it like blows my mind. Some okay. people are actually considering it better than like Red Dead. I, I'm sorry, that's but crazy. You know, this you is just my, must not be a good gamer. This is my opinion. You just need to get better. If you play that game and think that story is good, you are insane. If you can't, if you can't play God of War <laughs> and think this game, well, that, yeah, that yeah. game story no, is just yeah. flipping like next generation amazing, then you have 
more issues than I can help you with. So they also have best ongoing game awarded to a game for outstanding development of ongoing content that evolves the player experience over time. And in this one, they have Destiny 2 Forsaken, Fortnite, No Man's Sky, Overwatch, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Siege. Um, That's a tough one. It's just going to be, it's just going to be Overwatch. I mean, not Overwatch, Fortnite. Oh, yeah? Yeah. No, hands down. Yeah, people fucking love Fortnite. People do love Fortnite. I think the public is, I think it's going to, I think Fortnite's going to win, but I think it should go to like Overwatch or something. Oh, but I yeah. think like quality of content's been a lot better. Like Fortnite's cool, but I feel like they've, other than like skins and stuff like that, they haven't done a whole lot of different, like they've changed up the map, but like we've seen like brand new maps, brand new game modes, brand new characters, brand new skins, like all that stuff has come out with Overwatch for the last couple of years. Like I think that's pretty impressive. And honestly, you got to give some props to No Man's Sky because not only did they come back, but they actually came back and like, we're in a convert. They're in a game awards nomination. <laughs> like that's pretty, pretty, pretty big okay. deal. That is pretty impressive. I was like, damn destiny Two, like that's whatever. It's no big deal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, best game direction awarded to a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction design. They are nominated as a way out Detroit become human, God of war, Marvel, Spider-Man and red dead redemption Two. This is uh, a difficult year because whenever you put like the fact that God of War, Marvel, Spider-Man, Red Dead Redemption 2 all came out in the same year, any other thing that's pit up against those three games is basically out of the question, I feel like. Like I feel bad for any other game developers this year because of that reason. Um, my game direction is probably also going to go to... No, actually, I think it's going to go to God of War on this one. I would I would vote God really? of War. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, this would be weird for me then. I think I choose a way out because the way that they actually that game was played is very creative and innovative, and it's different. Not anything you've seen before. Like, I'd have to give it to a way out. Wow. Yeah, you are not a gamer. That's true. Very much so. <laughs> Holy shit. That's that's crazy. But the next category, Red Dead Redemption, man. Like that 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 like God of War, freaking one camera throughout a whole entire game. Okay, Holy that is shit. pretty innovative. That's pretty game directiony. All right, you heard it here first. And then I a single my, character. I like, cha- they completely my, yeah. changed God of War as a franchise. Well, yes, but that's not, like, cha- that's changing a franchise. It's not changing the way you experience a game. It's outstanding creative I consider vision, that pretty game direction design. <sighs> to say, let's take a game that's always been a slasher, and let's make it. I know, it's your opinion, so you can, like, do whatever you want. <laughs> Give me the biggest shit. But, yes, the, 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 the single camera has literally changed every game for me. Yeah. So... I would agree. It 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 definitely could it could be either of those. I mean, there's a lot of sh- there's a lot of things going on in this in this category, and it's going to be very hard for people to pick. Oh, I know because each yeah. of these games have done something very unique and interesting. Um, yeah. So next up, we have best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. And again, we have Detroit Become Human, God of War, Life is Strange 2, Episode 1, Marvel, Spider-Man, and Red Dead Redemption 1, 2, sorry. Uh, I don't think it's fair to put Life is Strange 2 in this category just because it's not a finished game yet. Like, I mean, it's finished, like that thing. But like the fact that all these other things are such a larger breadth of game play like i appreciate that they're getting recognized but it just seems weird that they put that amongst all these other games are like 10 plus hours well yeah yeah it's just weird god of war god of war i i yeah hands down for sure it's uh you know it's i've it's interesting like seeing detroit become human in here because like i played through that that's like the only game that i've beat this year (laughs) 
Yeah, like so far. And like that was probably the weaker one of the group. Like it's such an interesting game. And like from gameplay mechanics, like it's very innovative what they did. Yes. But then like God of War came out and like that was just like totally different. Yes. And like Like, even Red Dead Redemption, like they didn't really change up a whole lot, but they just made everything way better and more polished than they've ever done before. And then Spider-Man mechanics were amazing. Um which brings us next to best art direction for outstanding creative and or technical achievement in artistic design and animation. So we have Assassin's Creed Odyssey, God of War, Octopath Traveler, Red Dead Redemption 2, and Return of the Obra Din, which I have never seen before until now. I'm surprised this one slipped past my radar. But best art direction, creative and technical achievements. Austin, what say you? Octopath Traveler. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the way they take that old design and the old look of the 16-bit era, and then put a new 2018 spin on it, fucking love it, man. I was eating that up. Yeah, no, that was really cool. I'm actually gonna be weird with this one and give it to Assassin's Creed Odyssey. No comment. <laughs> I mean, I think I think the game is pretty. The, I mean that that world is a pretty it's, beautiful looking world. Yeah, like they took yes. ancient Greece and like brought it to life. And yeah, but they do it with every world they way. do. It's just but this is same like old style, huge and awesome. Okay, and All intense. Right. Like right. I mean, Octopath Travel is really. I mean, the art style was really good with that, and I love the creative nature of it. But it's still a game that has a lot of flaws in my mind. And I've lost interest in it pretty quickly. So I would have to go with Odyssey because they, they did, they captured a lot in that game. That was pretty impressive. Some gamer you are. I know, right? (laughs) Touche. So let's jump into what we think might be coming. We'll kind of run through this relatively quickly, but there's some big call outs here that I, we got to mention. Like we have to mention these because they're pretty big deals. So we don't know if these are confirmed yet. These are all rumored but some of them are basically all but confirmed and that has me pretty hyped. As I mentioned before, Nintendo is definitely revealing something. We don't know what it is. I agree with what you said earlier. I think it's Metroid Prime 4 gameplay, but there's some people even saying it might be a new IP. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. That would that would be good. Or we might even get a, a Legend of Zelda again already because there's rumors that it might be coming sooner than people think it is. Holy shit. In some capacity. They, right. Yeah. But still, like, even a DLC right now would be mind-blowing. Right. Wow. And then uh, my safe bet is Animal Crossing release date, but I'm hoping for Metroid, Metroid Pine 4 of yeah. some kind. That like, would be, that'd be fantastic. Gameplay, yes, Because yes. that would be amazing. Um, Death Stranding, you know, there's a good relationship between um, uh, Jeff Keighley and Hideo Kojima. I would not be surprised if we don't see it because also PSX is not happening. I would not be surprised if there's a Death Stranding trailer and then we get a release date and it's rumored to be June of next year. Okay, if they did that, if they showed a trailer, it better have a release date because I don't want to see anything else oh, I know. until yeah. we like know exactly when it's coming. And if it comes out next year, that's impressive because a lot of people were saying it could be 2020 or 2021. Right. Possibly even 2022. Just the you know amount of freedom he has in order to like make right, this an yeah. amazing game. But you know this is working on it. He's working on an existing engine, so I think he wants to. I think he does want to drop this because he's got another game in the works apparently, or like he's thinking about. <laughs> I'm not surprised. It's going to be something that's going to be for next gen consoles. But this huh. one was supposed yeah. to be. Yeah. 
think for current gen, right? Which is interesting. So yeah, they, yeah, he would need to drop it soon then. Yeah, but yeah, I, I'm I'm on the same board. I'd be like, holy shit! I mean, that's instantly going to make it like game of the year worthy probably next year. Yes, when they drop that out, oh, unless yes. it's it's like so weird that it just becomes more of an art piece than it is anything else. But but can you imagine having like? Well, okay, we got God of War this year. For for, yeah. for me, like this was the year of God of War, and that's like a a huge stamp in this year. Can you imagine having like this game released next year? Yeah, and that'd be like that a huge stamp in that year. Like you, like we have Dude. the potential of having multiple years of having these giant games released that it could be phenomenal. Like each each of them, you know. I think every year what? from now until eternity <laughs> is going to be a big year until there's a bubble. Because uh, next year is already oh gearing up to be is amazing. Bubble. I mean, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out next year. Oh, my God. Holy shit. What is going on with these releases, man? I know. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, this is all but confirmed. Alien Blackouts. New Alien games coming out. I don't want to get into speculation, but it sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what to think about. You played Alien Isolation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. you like that? Yeah, that's good. It's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, what if this is a alien style uh, battle royale? <laughs> That'd be interesting. I'm be saying. Interesting. But instead yeah. of battle royale, it's like two teams. Well, I guess it wouldn't be battle royale at that point. Yeah. It would be cool to see something that's not like just a, like, like a, like isolation was a horror ish game, you know, yeah, but like something horror. that's, but not, don't do like alien colonial Marines or whatever that game was called that just like bombed. Yes. Do something that's, that's uh, kind of in between, but I would like to see a wider spread alien game. Yes. You know? Oh yes. Um, now this one uh, is really, really hyped about um, Randy Pitchford last week from Gearbox software put out this really cryptic tweet about how um, then mentioning the numbers like 333 and then 334 and then waiting in. I wonder what life is going to be like in the year 3000. And just like all these random things, but he mentioned the common thread between those numbers that he brought up were all three. So there are people speculating that we are going to get Borderlands 3 reveal at this thing. Releasing next year. Well, not really. I don't know if it's releasing next year. Well, can you imagine that? Yeah, it is a prime number. Divisible 3 2019. Holy shit. I'm just saying, man. World confirmed. That would be... People would lose their shit if that. Happened. I feel like they're gonna have. I mean, they've been working on it. We we know they're at least they've at least been working on it for like two or three years, so or three years probably. Yeah. So it's one of those. I things would not be surprised. That would be like holy shit. And then they stopped development of, of Battleborn early, so they've had plenty more time to work on yes. this. Yes. And then I bet they're also going to introduce Borderlands Three Battle Royale. <laughs> I really wouldn't put it past them at this point. It actually would be pretty interesting. They, they need to hop on some bad. That'd be cool seeing an art like that art yeah. style. And they got and beat out of off. they got beat out of Overwatch. Yeah, so yeah. got to do something. Uh, and then Obsidian has this is officially confirmed. We don't know what the game is called yet, but they released some teaser footage or images um, that they are working. They're going to announce their next RPG at the Game Awards, and it's a sci-fi RPG. There's some really unique imagery on the web on the internet relating to what this is all about. And um, yeah, so Obsidian, Pillars of Eternity, guys. Awesome. So I'm excited to see what they bring. Here we are with a new sci-fi RPG, which I'm hyped about because that's my genre. I like Pillars of Eternity, but it's not my style of game. So hopefully they kind of change up. I'm hoping hoping they steer away from like the top down, like isometric and do something a little different. But I mean, that's kind of their shtick. So if if they change from that, I can see people being like, oh, what happened? But I'm excited to see something new from them because I like what they do. I just, 
can't really get into it like I want to. And this will be, um, you know, now they got Microsoft Game Studios backing them. So like, that's a big deal too. Yes, yes. But, um, you know, they're, so they've, they've done, so they've done Neverwinter Nights 2. They did Pillars of Eternity. They did Alpha Protocol, which is a first person shooter. And they also did uh, Fallout New Vegas. So, yes, they have true. quite a thing. Um, but a game that I'm excited about. So, game that you're excited about is... Uh, so, um, Anthem's going to be dropped here. Austin's excited about Anthem. That's not, that's not, uh, well, they are going to bring a new trailer for Anthem and, uh, in the mix of them talking about this stuff, they're about to finish up Anthem actually like, you know, finish the game and release it. So there's gotta be a new project that they're in the works with, like with Bioware. Right. So they did say, this is officially said that they threw out information that within the next month, you're going to hear about something from Dragon Age. So... That means we're going to hear something about Dragon Age because they love that universe and they're going to continue it. I'm excited, but I'm also worried about what we're going to see. We might just see a freaking logo reveal or something, but it's going to be Dragon Age Andromeda. <laughs> I, yeah, well, I'm because they said that they want to take the Anthem uh, bubble that they have created to use that as uh, you know a blueprint for their other games. I hope they don't do that. Don't do Fallout I don't 76. Either, but it's like take take Anthem, like have that universe, but they still should stick to their RPG roots. You know what I mean? I agree, but I think this is the way that they're moving, and that's what I'm afraid of. That would be interesting. I'm excited and afraid all at the same time. Um, yeah. Well, like what? So you've played more Dragon Age than I have because yes. I haven't actually played it at all. Right. Like, what are they all in the same universe? Pretty well. Like, are they like Mass Effect one, two, and three? Or are they okay? I have not played all of them. Man, we should have had. As far as I know, as far as I know, they do take, they do take place through time on the same. But they're not like as much as Mass Effect was like one, two, three, four. Like that was like in a timeline that that was like continuing the story of one guy. Okay, so they could take this really anywhere. They could. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Um, they've also hinted at the fact that Anthem won't have cross-play support when it comes out, but that don't rule it out. It could possibly be coming. So that was interesting. Um, we talked about before that uh, Mortal Kombat XI-11 was um, potentially teased by a voice actor that got kind of mad about his situation with the game. Um, and now there's rumors that it might be revealed here. So we might see what the next Mortal Kombat is going to look like for 2019. And I would imagine they would bring it out in 2019 because it's been a while because they had Injustice 2 that they worked on. But before that was Mortal Kombat X. So it's 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 weird how it seems like Mortal Kombat X wasn't that long ago, but it actually was. It's been it's been a while. Actually, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Hmm. Interesting. I know. It's not, like, not too like hyped about it, but cool. I mean, I had fun with... I wish we played more of Mortal I mean, Kombat it was fun. X. Yeah, for sure. But it's not that game that you're going to sit there and play hours and hours on. I mean, uh, you could. I will play 20 hours. Okay. 2015 was when it came out. So right, three right. years ago. Dang. Yeah. So we could definitely see that. But yeah, you're right. I mean, it's 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 something we want to play with friends. And hopefully there's a lot of ability for us to play with friends. Uh, last thing I want to mention, though, this is this is, this is is huge for me. Like, because I love Marvel. Stuff like that, right? Um the Russo brothers are confirmed to be attending the game awards as presenters. And the Russo brothers are the guys behind the Avengers series, um, the films and stuff like that. So there is talk that they're not going to come out and announce like Avengers four, but there's talk that we are going to see the announce of what everybody has been saying has been in production, but they don't know who's making or how it's being made in Avengers video game. 
revealed in two days at the Game Awards. God, I hope it's good. I hope it's like a Spider-Man thing. Do me too. Because it would usually be like an anthem thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's true. Uh, or an online MMO Could thing. be like Marvel MMO Avengers. Pick your favorite event. Or it's a mobile game. <laughs> I hope to God they did not fly these people out here just to be like, hey, mobile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that could be horrible. Call it Avengers Immortal. <laughs> Avengers Forever. Yeah. Oh, shit. Forever forever and then now that artifacts out there's even talk that valve might be releasing something new um or announcing since they're now more in the game space they might be working on some new project <laughs> okay okay they, they're releasing one game they're yeah. not in the game space just yet yeah they just released the game but here's what i want yes what left for dead three yes that would be awesome they at least made a three of something a three of something. I mean, that's that's the one three. game they could literally pick up right now. And I mean, do maybe that's what Randy well. Pitchford was like getting at. Instead of Borderlands three, he was getting at like <laughs> Valve's going to announce Left 4 Dead three. Right. So who honestly, knows? people would lose their shit if Valve released a game right now. It yeah. wasn't the stupid card game thing. I know. Like, well, hey, hey, people love the card game. Don't be hating. Some people hate it. No offense, to anyone Don't out there who loves the card game, but fuck that card game. <laughs> <laughs> so cynical. But I understand. I totally understand. Uh, anyway, so that's a little bit about what they're going to announce. Is there any other thing you want to add about the, uh, the the Game Awards reveals and stuff like that? Cool. Well, huge event. We can't wait to see what comes. Uh, Joseph Ferris is actually going to be presenting again this year. That was confirmed. So that's going to be hilarious. Oh, Hopefully shit. Hopefully he comes out and says like, you know, fuck movie studios and like fuck everything and like games are where it's at, blah, blah. Uh, it should be hilarious. Um, so we have the Game Awards on the 6th we have super smash brothers on the 7th and then freaking kind of funny is doing their kind of funny game showcast so they just announced it's going to have 60 plus games there uh the next week like within three days like i think it's over the weekend they're doing it so like because they because psx is not happening they were like let's do something to just like recognize games and in that they also want to have some reveals too so they've got some people on board to like do some stuff so that's going to be happening. Good on them. So there's a lot of shit, man. Like we thought the year was over, but it's yeah, not. It, the last two years has just been a snowball of like good things, you know, aside from the bad things. But the good things definitely, I think, have been outweighing the bad things for the most part. For the yeah. most part, Fallout 76. And <laughs> um, I like this is impressive. This is impressive. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about like all the stuff that comes out. We'll be watching it. I hope y'all are watching it too. Follow our Twitter. I might be doing some tweets along the way while we're sitting there watching through the uh, game awards. It's going to be amazing. So with that, that's going to wrap it up for all of our news and discussions this week. If you have questions or want to contribute to next week's segments, visit dinnergamer.net and drop us a line. We'll also have some of the most important news stories on youtube.com slash dinnergamer this Friday. So you definitely want to check that out or just drop throughout the period of the week so check that out and we'll be back with our video game releases you're listening to the inner gamer looking forward to next week let's talk about our upcoming video game releases on the 7th of december we have what might be the biggest day in video game history the most iconic moment in society this is going to like literally we might have to have a like 
you know, you know how you get those breaking news alerts, like whenever there's like some crazy thing happen, like yeah. you know, like the Apple phone goes crazy, crazy. Yeah. the Apple phone goes crazy. They should have that for this release <laughs> because it's so big. It's it's coming. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is finally here, y'all. We are less than a week away. Holy crap. This is the game that is the ultimate brawl. You can play anytime, anywhere with new characters such as Simon Belmont, King Art, King K. Cool, Inkling, Ridley, every fighter in Super Smash history, enhanced speed and combat, new stages based on the Castlevania series, Super Mario Odyssey, and much more. And then there's even stage more, so you can transform one stage in another while battling the first of a series. New Echo Fighters, such as Dark Samus, Richter Belmont, and Chrome join the battle. Local or online play, savor the faster combat, new attacks, new defensive options, 900 different music compositions, go one-on-one with a friend, four-player free-for-all co-op thing for free-for-all, kick it up with online battles that are eight players. Oh my gosh, there's so much stuff. And you can play with your GameCube controllers. Like, what is this game? It is the game for it 2018. It is the game, man. It is literally the ultimate on the Switch. It's going to be awesome. Literally the reason why the sales have been like going out the roof. I have people that are saying, like, I just bought a Switch. I'm like, why'd you buy a Switch? Because of Super Smash. It's happening. In addition to that, on the 11th of December, on PS4 exclusively, Earth Defense Force 5. Earth Defense Force 5. This is a game in which... There are intellectual alien beings from another planet called the Primer. A enemy alien appears. The battle with this intelligent enemy produces unprecedented deep despair while leading the players to the most fun yet as EDF must confront them with courage and wisdom. In this, there's over 100 missions and five difficulties and 1,000 plus usable arms. The two-player online co-op mode can be played on a single screen and all missions can be played in online co-op with up to four players. Control four combatants and join the battle with other EDF members to fight off the alien force that is attacking the nation. There you have it. And then in addition, we also have a new month. So that means there are free games coming out this month on PlayStation 4 and, uh, yeah, PlayStation 4. Soma, the scary, scary game that is from the creators of uh, Amnesia Dark Descent, is going to be free on the PlayStation 4 and on Rush from uh, Codemasters. It's a really cool uh, racing game that literally came out like six months ago. So I was really surprised to see this come out for free. And then on Xbox One, we have Cube 2, which is kind of like a portal-looking game. It looks really interesting, and I've been wanting to play it, but now I can get it for free. And then Never Alone, which is a very cute, very artistic-style game with a uh, character and it's a uh, little animal. I don't know much beyond that, but it looks really interesting and cool. So there you have it. Cool. Free games. I know, right? It's, it's wild. It's wild and crazy. You have uh, 2.5D puzzle platformer where you are playing as Alaskan Inupiat pe- people. A long, young girl named Nuna. <laughs> oh, that one. And her yeah, white yeah. fox friend make your way through icy blizzards and evade threats, both natural and mythical. It's kind of like Limbo, but you... But cuter have solitude with heartwarming moments of hope and stuff yeah there there you have it uh so with that that is gonna literally wrap it up for our show this week y'all we are done uh be sure and check us out next tuesday with episode 200 for more from your favorite video game podcast visit the inner gamer what inner (laughs) gamer.net for our latest i know i really botched that one (laughs) For our latest episodes, videos, and social channels, if you like what you hear, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend. 
And there is no event next week, so Austin, tell me about Patreon. Yes, we have one set up, which is a way for you, our listeners, to donate to the cause in order to bring you all the great content you want to see and hear. Even a dollar a month will help keep this content coming at you every week. Plus, if you support us, we have some awesome rewards waiting for you, such as being a guest on the podcast or getting exclusive content. So head on over to thegamer.net and click donate to contribute. My name is Austin Morales. I'm Breganoski. We've been listening to the gamer, and we'll, guys, we'll catch you guys next week. Man, we are too 200. drunk for your birthday. What? 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 Drunk. Drunk? For your birthday. I'm not drunk. I'm We're all drunk. Completely sober. That's not, Always. <laughs> not what those words said earlier. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you guys oh, next gosh. week. of shit i want to get those those stands we're like hey guys we are talking about bullshit right now on the podcast bullshit 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 like if i could just tilt it like right here guys just me just me right now in the inner gamer my name's austin morales coming at you from the inner game studio i'm currently drinking a beer and i've been drinking for like 48 hours at this point and i feel great that's a lie. I don't feel great. I actually feel pretty bad. <laughs> I'm going to pass out now. What? Hey, Brett. Hello, and welcome to The Inner Gamer. This is Brett Yanoski coming at you from <laughs> the American Society of Monkeys and Nonsense. Yeah. Hello. We've been doing nothing for six and a half minutes.